Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, right there. Perfect. Here we go. Hey, right, take a second look around, man. This is the dream. Yeah. take on the Detroit Lions. Plenty of news to get to surrounding the Chiefs. We'll bring you the latest, of course. And glad to have you here on NFL Live. The offseason is over, everybody. It is go time. And I know who's ready for that. It's Dan Orlovsky, for one. I don't know why he has his eyes closed, though. And, of course, you got Mark Spears and Ryan Clark, who are vibing. You guys, listen, this is funny because they're all smiles right now, but we're going to pick this game a little bit later on, and someone's picking the Lions, and it's not Dan. So find out about that. But first, we have Ed Werder, who is live in Kansas City. And, Ed, two major stories out of this game throughout the week as it relates to the Chiefs. Let's start with Travis Kelsey. Hyperextended his knee. What do we know about his availability for tonight? Yeah, Laura, at this point, there is nothing definitive about the playing status of tight end Travis Kelsey, who hyperextended a knee in the team's final practice just two days ago. My sense is there probably won't be until the inactive list is submitted 90 minutes before kickoff. So this remains an evolving situation. I've been told that Kelsey reported to the team facility this morning for treatment and rehab with a workout potentially following that, depending on his symptoms and functionality. There was a sense within the organization that Kelsey will be pressuring the team to allow him to play and that ultimately head coach Andy Reid will have to make a difficult decision knowing Kelsey's value to Patrick Mahomes, but also prioritizing having the player for the rest of the season. Detroit linebacker Alex Alazone told me they're preparing as though Kelsey is playing and will react if he doesn't. Alazone described Kelsey as unique in his red zone ability and mentioned, Laura, he's one of Patrick Mahomes' the guy that Patrick Mahomes most often finds when a play breaks down and the quarterback improvises. 
Yeah, Ed, I mean, he's so much more than a security blanket, but you do think about that, especially game one for Mahomes. More from Ed Werder live from the Chiefs Stadium a little bit later on. But if Kelsey doesn't play, the Chiefs would have to rely even more on their group of wide receivers, which is one of the least experienced units in the NFL you see there. The Chiefs wideouts have combined for 375 receptions in their careers. That's the third fewest in the NFL, ahead of only the Packers and the Falcons. They also rank in the bottom five in yards and touchdowns. So Let's live in this world, RC. Let's say he is cleared, but he's not 100%, which kind of feels like that could be the case. You putting Kelsey out there? Nope. No, it also depends on what not 100% he is. If he's 70% of Travis Kelsey, I don't put him out there. And listen, I know that this team is used to getting off to fast starts. Starts, well, hell, they're always moving fast. Fast starts. <laughs> when they have these open season openers. They're 5-0 with Patrick Mahomes as a starter. And Travis Kelsey has been a, ple a piece of all of those things. But if he's not healthy, if he's not ready to go, if he can't get in and out of breaks the way he normally does, don't play him. Allow him to heal. He'll have 10 days from now until their next game to rehab, to get into a position where point. he can be the Travis Kelsey we are used to seeing. And so if he can't be that, if he's a guy that can't maneuver in second play opportunity, scramble grill, scramble, scramble drill type situations, I don't put Travis Kelsey out there. Yeah, we heard from Ed, Marcus, and the perspective of the Lions defense, Alex Anzalone's perspective. Mm -hmm. If Kelsey's out, how would you try and game plan if you're in charge of that Lions D? If I'm in if I'm in Detroit and I'm I'm Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator for the Lions, I'm trying to stop the run with a seven man box. We just showed the graphic with the production of the wide receivers without Travis Kelty. Kelsey, you want to turn this into a one dimensional game. So do not allow Kansas City to get Pacheco and Elaire going in this game. Make Patrick Mahomes one dimensional and make them throw the football as crazy as that sounds coming out of week one. He doesn't have the target that causes every other part of the field to be wide open. So if I'm Detroit, let's stop the run with a seven-man box and be able to commit guys in that secondary to stop what's already a lack of production from these receivers based on how long they've been there with Patrick Mahomes and what they've done without Kelsey. They would have to break kind of their trend for doing that if that's Detroit. Aaron Glenn loves to play split safeties. He mm. loves to play match or man coverage underneath. Yep. Um, I think – Kansas City's offense is great at mainly everything, but one of the areas they're the best at is the screen game. And if Kelsey can't play tonight and you're playing against a defense that does play that split safety man coverage, everybody kind of turned their back to the quarterback, screens become paramount. And I'm talking screens to Pacheco, I'm talking screens to Jet McKinnon, screens to players like Sky Moore, screens to players like Darius Toney. And then Marcus, it becomes imperative in my eyes for Detroit specifically, if Kelsey doesn't play, the discipline that I hear you talk about all the time in the pass rush, because if they're going to be able to play man coverage, they got to keep Patrick in the pocket. And that discipline, instead of running past him and creating those lanes, kind of staying in front of him and allowing Absolutely. the coverage to win, I really believe becomes paramount for players like an Aiden Hutchinson. Dio, I think you earned that, though, based on what I just said. And you, okay. and you are right. Terry likes to play – I mean, Aaron likes to play 
that too high safe display coverage. But I believe in this game, especially with Kelsey being out, the middle of the field won't be under siege like it usually is. Now, they can use more and they can use Kadarius Tony potentially in the area of the field. But if we don't have to commit guys out of that secondary, then it becomes what you just asked about that four-man rush up front. And it gets a little bit easier when you can do that straight up and potentially have Patrick Mahomes holding the ball trying to find a target. Obviously, we still don't know whether or not we'll see Travis Kelsey out there tonight. But as it relates to Patrick Mahomes protection new Chiefs left tackle Donovan Smith had the second worst pass block win rate in the mm. NFL last season that's not a great sign all right of course the other huge story out of Kansas City right now is the status of defensive tackle Chris Jones who is held out of camp as he looks for a new long-term deal Adam Schefter with us now and with us throughout the show what do we know there Adam well, Laura, there's still no deal in Kansas City between the Chiefs and Chris Jones. There's still no signs of an agreement. Both sides see no deal on the horizon, and that means that Chris Jones is not going to play tonight because he's not under contract. He's not going to be able to be in uniform right now, and he has incurred over $2 million worth of fines so far in an effort to secure the type of long-term deal that he deserves, He that he believes he deserves at this point in time. He'll forfeit $1.1 million in salary by not playing in the game tonight. So Chris Jones has taken a very strong stand. It'll be costly for him and costly for the Kansas City Chiefs, who will be without their best defensive player, and some would argue maybe their best player other than Patrick Mahomes. So the defense will be shorthanded against the high-powered Lions offense tonight in the regular season opener. Both sides wanted to have this deal done by the time the game started. This deal is not expected to be done by the time the game starts tonight now. Yeah, Adam, with all this uncertainty around the Chiefs, there might be some people like, ah, are we worried about the Chiefs? I think a lot of people still think the Chiefs are the favorite to repeat. We'll get into this game a whole lot more throughout this show as the NFL is back. We're just getting started on NFL Live. Justin Herbert had nothing but glowing remarks for the Dolphins' front seven, but how does Swag do see that Dolphins' defense? Find out next. We'll talk about one important player. And we're going to talk a little bit more about those New York Jets. What can we expect out of Aaron Rodgers in New York? All that and a whole lot more coming your way just after this break. NFL Live is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And in part by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The first ever virtual NFL draft 
is officially open. With the fifth pick, the Miami Dolphins select the two arrow begins. With the sixth pick, the Los Angeles Chargers select Justin Herbert. We are seeing the future of the NFL. These two quarterbacks here today. Herbert to throw. Chargers strike first. Steps up, fires, touchdown. Again. How about a little two and touchdown? How about that? Real bad man. Herbert throwing left. Touchdown, Chargers. Tua Tagovailoa and Justin Herbert forever linked going back to that 2020 NFL draft. They were picked back to back. The two go head to head again on Sunday. Here's Herbert talking about the challenge that the Dolphins defense poses. The front seven is very athletic. You know, they've, they've got about a, uh, a good a front seven as it gets. Um, and they've got some cover guys that can do really well in the back half of the field. So, uh, you know, they're a, they're a complete defense um, and they're going to require all of our attention. We have to have a great week of practice and preparation uh, to have any chance on Sunday. Marcus, what part of that Dolphins unit will you be watching on Sunday? I'll have my eyes squarely on Bradley Chubb. Look, the first eight games before he got traded with Denver was five and a half sacks. He was third overall in the NFL in pass rush win rate. And then when he got to the Dolphins in the last eight games, only two and a half sacks. He's back with Vic Fangio. He understands the scheme of this defense. His feet is under him. He's had an entire offseason. I'm looking for Bradley Chubb to impact the game against the Los Angeles Chargers and uh, Justin Herbert. Next up, Chicago, where the Bears get their first shot at the Packers without Aaron Rodgers under center. Justin Fields was asked about that this week. Of course, it's a big rivalry, but, uh, you know, it's just it's game one. It's the most important game of the season, so not really looking back towards history. I'm looking to, you know, now. So, uh, like I said before, we got a different team this year. Um, last year, that, that was last year, so it's a different year. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're not. Don't worry about it. We don't really care what you know happened in the past. That doesn't affect you know, what's going to happen on Sunday. Man, how do you want Fields to attack this Packers defense this week? Access or aggression. If the Packers defense is going to play the way that they did last year and kind of give some completions to Justin Fields, take them. Get the yards after the catch. Make sure the ball is getting out of your hands. And if they're going to give you some of those free throws to the perimeter, take them. If they're going to become more aggressive, which I think they have to, we take our shots. And that is what I'm saying. Action versus aggressive. Take the EXs versus aggressive. Easy access throws, great. Or if they're going to come up and dare you to throw the ball at your heads, you got to see it, trust it, and rip it downfield with an aggressive mindset. I can't wait to see Justin Fields in action again this year. MVP candidate. I think he plays in an MVP level. I don't think their team is good enough for him to be a legitimate candidate. This is trying to get to there. All right, next up, Denver, where ESPN senior and I didn't fight. Seth Wickersham released a detailed profile of new Broncos head coach Sean Payton, which you can find on ESPN.com. According to Wickersham, Peyton told Russell Wilson that to salvage his career, he needed to focus less on, quote, Russell Incorporated, going on to say, quote, will you stop kissing all those babies? You're not running for public office. You better believe Russ knows what everybody says about him. You attracted more than your share of doubters in the past year. Do you keep receipts or not? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you got them in your back pocket sometimes. Yeah. I think that, um, Listen, I, I'm, I'm used to the, uh, I'm used to uh, some of those, some of those who believe and some of those who doubt. I think that when you're, um, you know, you're playing high, high stakes and playing, um, and, you, and you, you know, dream to be the, the best that you can possibly be every day. Um, there's always going to be people that question whether you can do it or not. And I think I've proven that, you know, throughout my career, what I can do, and uh, I got to do it again. RC, I know you have something to say about this. 
Well, listen, you know who else is keeping receipts? Rob Walton, because when he bought the team, one, one check that he signed was a $49 million check to Russell Wilson every single year. And so if Russell Wilson isn't going to give you more than 16 touchdowns, if Russell Wilson isn't going to find a way to not be sacked 55 times, then you're going to have doubters. You're going to have to keep those receipts of people that are saying you weren't playing at the level that you once were. And now you have a guy like Sean Payton who doesn't hold back about who Russell Wilson is as a man and obviously who Russell Wilson is as a player. It's time for him to go out and show the entire world that he can get back to cooking and not being cooked. And it starts this week in game one. I was waiting for that line, right? Cooking and not being cooked. We like that. Um, <laughs> we cannot wait to see. Yeah, well, you like uh, only just cooked boiled chicken. Coming up, how should the Giants revamp offense with new weapons to go alongside Saquon Barkley attack the vaunted Cowboys D? Our own former Cowboy has the blueprint. Find out what it is next. You're watching NFL Live, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to NFL Live presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Do you guys go in or what? My button popped off. I was so hot. Let's go, Buffalo. And Dan, your taste buds can't handle what the rest Come of us can. Let me take you to the presence of the NFL right now. What an incredible week it's been here from Old Town Scottsdale. Andy Reid's out here. All right, so they're going over the playbook. Yeah, we're good. to get you ready for Aaron Rodgers' Jets debut. He takes on Josh Allen in the build. Can't wait to be there and do not miss it. Are you going to eat pizza? A New York pizza? There. Oh, okay the then. The All right, speaking of Rodgers, he spoke today about the emotion of playing Monday night. Oh, a lot of tears, a lot of tears, a lot of, a lot of sobbing probably. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be excited. Uh, be excited to be out there with the crowd, see the crowd out there early hopefully. Um, you know, get all the jitters out of the way probably in pregame and, and go out and just try and execute. It's funny to think about Aaron Rodgers having jitters. Coley Harvey is here from upstate New York. He's been with the team for a couple days. What have they been saying about going up against Rodgers on Monday night to open the season? 
Well, Laura, they've been discussing the challenge of facing quarterback Aaron Rodgers and this new-look Jets offense, an offense they haven't had a chance to really see a whole lot of. Specifically, they've been discussing ways that they can try to confuse this offense under Rodgers. And I just had a chance to speak a few moments ago with Bill's safety, Jordan Poyer, and he essentially said this to describe Aaron Rodgers. He knows how to manipulate a defense into doing whatever he wants. Now, in order to counter that, Poyer told me that the Bills are going to have to change up their pressures frequently, and that could be a tall task, as Bills head coach Sean McDermott alluded to earlier this week. There's some unknowns because there's not a whole lot on film of, of Aaron with, with, with uh, Coach Hackett, and they've both been around each other, but never in, these, in, the, in the two seats that they currently occupy. Um, with the OC and the and the quarterback, so um, you know it's uh, it's been a little bit of a challenge for us in terms of trying to find um, you know what we should watch and and how long we should watch it. Um, so just trying to um, again um, you know be fundamentally sound in what we do and and uh, know that we're up for a big challenge. Now, another challenge that Rodgers, of course, poses is that pinpoint accuracy. And Bill's DB, uh, Taron Johnson, just told me a little bit ago that because of that pinpoint accuracy, he's going to be draped over whichever pass catcher he's assigned to cover throughout the game on Monday night. Johnson also told me this. He said, look, we know the animal we're hunting. That, of course, being Rodgers, Laura. Yeah, it's interesting too, Coley, because Sean McDermott is going to be calling this defense with Leslie Frazier stepping away. So we get to see a little bit more of what he brings to the table. Thanks so much to Coley for the latest there. Of course, you can watch Monday Night Football presented by YouTube TV as Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, and Lisa Salters head your way. ABC, ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN Plus at 8 p.m. Check out Peyton and Eli over on ESPN2. Coverage begins with Monday Night Countdown at 6 Eastern. Let's get to some top stories, the latest around the league here with Adam Schefter. And Adam, you have a couple injuries to watch in Green Bay. Well, Aaron Rodgers' former team is dealing with some hamstring injuries to its wide receivers. Laura Christian Watson did not practice today for a second straight day. Romeo Dobbs did return to practice. That's an encouraging sign, but it looks like they possibly could be without Watson for Sunday's regular season opener against the Chicago Bears. Meanwhile, Travis Kelsey wants to play tonight, believes he can play, but the Chiefs still want to test him pregame to make a determination about whether or not he will go. Now, a short time ago, the Chiefs officially activated tight end Matt Bushman off their practice squad. That doesn't bode well for Kelsey's chances tonight, but they'll see how he feels during pregame warmups. And the Chiefs do not expect to have their disgruntled defensive lineman, Chris Jones. He is in search of a new contract that he's been unable to get so far. A deal is quote-unquote nowhere on the horizon right now, and so the Chiefs are preparing to play tonight's game without Chris Jones, which will be a blow to their defense as they try to slow down the high-powered Detroit Lions offensive tag. Jones, one of their most valuable players, but he continues accruing fines for not being in training camp and now missing a game. Mm, yeah, Adam, that kind of feels like maybe Travis Kelsey isn't going to play uh, what he reported there, but we'll pay attention and see what happens.
Let's get a DraftKings Sportsbook same game parlay on that one. For that, we go to Dan here. Let's see if he can make people some money. A lot of new faces in that Chiefs passing game. Over under 259 and a half yards for Patrick Mahomes tonight. Patrick Mahomes has started five season opening games. In those five games, he averages 308 yards per game passing. I think the over. Marcus took the under yesterday on that. Interesting. All right, Detroit spent their right. first round pick on running back Jameer Gibbs. Over under 37 and a half rush yards for the rookie. Uh, I take over to Shefty's report. Chris Jones not going to play tonight. One of the best defensive tackles in football. Lions have one of the best offensive lines in the game. I take over. All right, let's talk point totals. Over under 53 and a half points scored tonight. In those five games I talked about, Patrick, I'm taking the over 38 points a game for their football team. Last year, the Chiefs averaged 29 a game on offense. The Detroit Lions averaged 26. Math equals 55. I take the over. Wow, shocker. Dan's just sending the over for every single Send one of them. Send it. Send it. Okay, uh, we'll see if those picks Go make turn yourself into cash. Some money, Marcus. The NFL season begins tonight. We absolutely cannot wait. On Sunday night, by the way, Dak and the Cowboys head to MetLife Stadium to take on Daniel Jones and the Giants. Mike McCarthy makes his debut as the Cowboys' offensive play caller after Kellen Moore filled that role during McCarthy's first three seasons in Dallas. We'll get our first look at that Giants offense which features a revamped group of pass catchers following the additions of Darren Waller, Jalen Hyatt, and Paris Campbell. And the rivalry has been one-sided in recent years as the Cowboys have won 10 straight games as the Giants, against the Giants, excuse me, when Dak Prescott starts. That last number has to make you smile, Marcus Spears, but we're going to put you on the spot right here, okay? You're not going to like this. <laughs> if you're the Giants offensive coordinator trying to beat that Cowboys defense, what does your game plan look like? Well, in the tone of DJ Khaled, bring on the pocket movement. Bring on the misdirection, because that's what the New York Giants are going to do. And listen, I know they acquired Darren Waller, so it may make Mac Jones stay in the pocket a little bit more. No, they won't. This was movement last year against the Dallas Cowboys to take advantage of an overly aggressive defense when they are trying to get to the run and the quarterback. They are about generating negative plays and turnovers. That is how Dallas defense is be, uh, built. So you want to get them going one direction and obviously go opposite. And also, what Dan talked about with Kansas City, the screen game, right? Make these linebackers be good and get off blocks like Vander Esch is able to do here and get Saquon on the ground. That's a tough task when you get two or three of those that maybe can pop. So you use their aggressive nature against them by moving Daniel Jones out of the pocket, screen game, bring on the movement, Dio. Marcus, it made me remember that game last year as well. Those clips, they were running no huddle. They played at the line of scrimmage with tempo, yes. and I wouldn't be surprised. Yep. That showed up a little bit. Early on in this game, if I was Mike Kafka, the play caller for the Giants and Brian Dable, their head coach, Jalen Hyatt's speed is going to be pressed upon this defense for Dallas. It's a tremendous defense. Leading takeaways, I want to see if they can cover vertically and motion them to make sure that guys can't put their hands on them at the line of scrimmage, give them the opportunity to get vertical speed down the field. I want to see him get on these safeties, lean in on this safety and then take a pylon shot. Get this defensive back group to think that the Giants finally have speed down the field. And then Marcus, you mentioned them. Make them cover Darren Waller consistently. Put him by himself and give him a slant. Easy for Daniel Jones. We call this a PPO. Pass, pass option or pass screen option. PSO. Flow the back to the three receiver side. Make those guys be blockers. And this is very easy for Daniel Jones. What do the linebackers do? If they flow that way, we're going to throw the slant up top. If they hang inside, I'm going to kick the screen pass to the bottom of the screen and allow blockers out front. They flow. Darren Waller is big and physical and athletic. He wins on the slant. Ball comes out quickly. Micah Parsons is nullified. And it doesn't have to be just a slant. It could be a slant. It could be a stop. It could be an out. 
It could be a fade route. And so using Darren Waller. Now, J. Ron Curse has had some success for him in the Dallas secondary group. But I think the vertical speed and then making Darren Waller the focal point is the way I would go about against Dallas defense. Well, the Dallas Cowboys under Dan Quinn do something that we don't often see in the NFL. They basically play 4-2-5. You mentioned J. Ron Curse. Yeah. J. Ron Curse, along with Donovan Wilson and Malik Hooker. We see them in what's a sub package often, but it's a big nickel. And so you'll have a guy in J. Ron Curse that can go out and match against a Darren Waller. Also, think about who they have on the outside now and Trayvon Diggs and also Stephon Gilmore. Both of these players are over six foot. Both of them are extremely talented ball guys. And so they can make some plays outside that not many other corner, corner duos can. When you look at this team, I feel like they are made to play a team like the New York Giants <laughs> this year. But the key is Jalen Hyatt. Yeah. If Jalen Hyatt can take the top off of the defense, if, if Daniel Jones can push the football down the field and get some early action out there, maybe you could get Dan Quinn to change a little bit up about the way he approaches you defensively from a call standpoint. RC, I love the point of the three safety thing. I think the thing that helps the Giants is they can play in that 12 personnel, one back, two tight ends. They can go Waller and Bellinger. And RC, I would put Waller out by himself like I did in that clip. Maybe you take Curse then out of the box and we can still run the football with Bellinger at tight end and maybe a Wilson kind of has to be the in-the-box defender stopping a run game that should be relatively successful with New York's offensive line. Yeah, one thing on Jalen Hyatt, guys, I know he's known for his speed. They'll capitalize on that. But a lot of the speed and the way he was used at Tennessee was just because that's how their offense was run. Yeah. He's actually a lot more versatile of a receiver. Yeah. I think totally. we'll see some of that uh, this season, maybe even as early as this week. Still to come, as Bill Belichick once said, we are on to Cincinnati, okay? We'll get the latest on Joe Burrow and what his status is. The Bengals get set this weekend to take on an AFC North rival, the Browns. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And this season, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use code NFLLive when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This game is the biggest of the year. This is going to oh be a hell of a game tonight. I can't yeah. wait. Big one in time.
Tuscaloosa Saturday, Texas and Alabama squaring off. Game day is there at 9 a.m. Eastern on ESPN, and SEC Nation will be there as well, 10 a.m. Eastern on SEC Network. Can't wait to head to Tuscaloosa tomorrow. Also, the Sunday NFL Countdown season premiere is this week at 10 a.m. Eastern, and Scott Van Pelt and the New Look Monday Night Countdown crew will have their season premiere, including Marcus and RC, at 6 Eastern, leading into our first Monday night game of the season between the Bills and the Jets. NFL Live there as well. A developing story with Raiders defensive end Chandler Jones. On Wednesday, Josh McDaniels described the situation with Jones as, quote, a personal situation, a private matter, and he would not discuss it with the media. Adam Schefter back with us. What can you add, Adam, on the Jones situation? Well, Laura, I think the Raiders are very careful not to comment on the situation due to the sensitivity of it. But last night, Chandler Jones posted on his Instagram stories account pictures of a crisis response team showing up at his door. And he said that the Raiders sent the crisis response team to his house to go meet with him. And he said that the woman told him to go with her because the Raiders felt that he's in danger. Now, these are the words that Chandler Jones used during this post that he later deleted. So clearly, there seems to be concern within the Raiders organization about Chandler Jones, which he has scoffed at so far. But meanwhile, he has not practiced. He has not been in the building. And obviously, it clearly looks like he's not going to be playing on Sunday. And you just hope that he turns out to be okay in this particular situation, Laura. Yeah, well said, Adam. We'll keep our eye on that for sure. And guys, let's talk Bengals. We're Joe Burrow back at practice. As you see there, uh, he said he's good to go. Okay, week one against the Browns. It's Sunday at one. Cincinnati two-point favorites right now in this game. And it's good to see Burrow back out there. But he certainly hasn't practiced in a while coming off that calf strain. So, looks like he's going to be out there certainly. But, Dan, he missed basically the entire preseason. Do you expect him to have to shake off a little bit of rust? Last year certainly was the case. The speed of the game and his ability to see the speed on the field was minimized in that first game versus Pittsburgh. I kind of expect the same thing. This bottom of the screen, he's got a two-man route. Now these defenders jump it. This ball should go to the back of the end zone to that back end line crossing receiver. Joe throws it to the covered corner in completion. He usually sees that so well. This is a cover two dropper that nickel defenders got eyes on Joe. But the speed of it seems too fast. He's going to throw this ball inside. Really get back side to throw the in route to Jamar Chase. Picked off by that nickel defender that's got vision on him. Again, very uncharacteristic of Joe Burrow. I'm not concerned with his timing with his receivers. I just want to see, does he see the feel of the game or the speed of the game hmm. better than he did in week one last year when he was out for such a long period of time in camp? Yeah, remember, that was after the appendectomy. I think that took more of a toll on his body than we realized. Sure. But either way, Joe Burrow has lost two of three career season openers. Kind of shocking that he's thrown more interceptions and touchdown passes in those games. Maybe this year will be a little bit different. All right, oh. breaking news of yesterday, Nick Bosa. The 49ers agreed to a deal making him the highest paid non-quarterback in NFL history as reported by Adam Schefter. And here's why it was so important for the 49ers to get this deal done. Since Bosa entered the NFL in 2019, the 49ers have pressured opposing quarterbacks at the highest rate in the NFL when he is on the field. However, take Bosa off the field and San Francisco has the second lowest pressure rate in the league. Kyle Shanahan addressed the media moments after the move was made. A realistic amount of snaps for Sunday. Um, how many snaps are in the game? Oh, I'm just joking. Um, we got to see when he gets here. I know Nick will come in shape. I know he'll be good. Um, it'd be great if he could get in something today. I don't know when he's going to get here or where he's flying from. I love it. Uh, 
Marcus, how big a headache will that 49ers D-line be for Pittsburgh this weekend? All that Tylenol and Advil you can muster <laughs> won't help you in this one. Also, you need Novocaine. Listen, this oh. is Dan highlighted a couple of days ago about Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead, uh, how difficult that would be from the interior. Now you have both and it changes. He changes the way you have to play offense because you have to delegate people in order to block him. And now that you have two other guys that can win one-on-ones, there's a difficult decision for the offense coordinator, Matt Canada, to make with uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers and trying to figure out how to get these guys blocked up and not leaving your guards and tackles on islands much. The one thing that may help Pittsburgh is that they motion, and that's how teams have kind of negated Nick Bosa in, in certain situations by giving them a lot to look at. But when it comes to the pass rush, and creating matchups and one-on-ones, having him back makes everybody else's job easier, not to mention that he's with two pro, that two pro bowlers are now on the interior as well. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge part of it. But when you mentioned Matt Canada, Marcus, we also have to remember, hell, we had him at LSU for a few days. He likes the lateral movement in the backfield. He loves the jet sweeps. Yeah. And you know this better than anyone. You have to set an edge when you have those types of play calls. And Nick Bosa does that as well as anybody in the league. And when you mention Armstead and Hargraves on the inside, that's going to help against that interior run of Najee Harris and Jalen Carter. So Matt Canada is going to have to figure out a way to create creases, to create seams. The reason they went offensive line in the first round was because they wanted a road grader. They wanted some toughness. And they're going to have to push this line off of the football in order to get Kenny Pickett into the play-action pass to use Deontay, to use George Pickens, to hit Fryer Muth in the seams. This game just got exponentially harder every time Nick Bosa is on the field. I am more than sure they wanted Darnell Washington to line up over Cleveland mm. Farrell and not Nick Bosa. Darnell. So what I know is this. Get John Darnell. Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, Nick Bosa, <laughs> Joe Siegel, all those people decided they wanted to ruin Ryan Clark's week because I've been fired up the whole time because I thought Nick Bosa wasn't going to be there. And then on Wednesday, I'm flying home, and the NFL Hanging family up. group chat ruins my day. So now we got to see Matt Canada trying to get things going sideways with Nick Bosa hitting people in the mouth. It was in the second floor. Get yourself together. Hey, I didn't Get miss out what together. you said about uh, Matt Canada and his minutes that he spent with LSU, too. Marcus. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Enough yeah. Of that. yeah. By the way, Bosa was out you there practicing. He was just getting ready to. Get you stub your toe, Marcus. You need people. Coming up next, we get into the Lions offense, how they should be attacking the Chiefs defense. Plus, we make our picks, and someone here has the Chiefs on upset alert tonight. We'll be right back. Don't stop rock like TikTok. Don't stop clock to Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Live is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and in part by Arby's. Arby's, we have the meat.
Host the Detroit Lions. Two monster storylines have dominated the headlines for the reigning champs this week. Here's Ed Werder with more. In an interview today with the league's television network, Chiefs owner Clark Hunt struck an optimistic tone regarding the potential of tight end Travis Kelsey playing tonight against the Lions. He described Kelsey's hyperextended knee injury suffered in the team's final practice as being minor, noted the player's toughness, and then said he wouldn't bet against Kelsey playing. I'm told Kelsey reported to the team facility this morning for treatment and rehab with a workout potentially following that depending on his symptoms and functionality. The Chiefs have until 90 minutes before kickoff to make a final decision. Kelsey's never missed a game because of injury since becoming a starter in 2014. Since that time, he's played in 143 games, the most of any tight end, running back, or wide receiver in the NFL. The Chiefs do seem certain to be missing their best defensive player. Sack leader Chris Jones continues his holdout. I'm told by sources there's been no progress despite the game deadline tonight and the 49ers signing Nick Bosa. Jones will forfeit a $1.1 million game check unless he reports to the Chiefs before the game. Laura? I ain't got Ed, we got like, yeah, you know, three hours, 20 minutes to figure that out. Um, Jones is unquestionably the most important player on this Chiefs defense. Over the last five seasons, when he's been on the field, they've pressured quarterbacks at the highest rate in the NFL. However, when Jones isn't out there, they've been a bottom five defense in terms of QBR, pressure percentage, and third down conversion rate. So, Dan, I think we need to live in a world where he's not out there. It'd be kind of wild if he was at this point. Sure. If he's not out there, how would you go about exploiting that Chiefs defense? Well, I think in the run game, big-time double teams to try and kind of utilize your dominant offensive line. I think the most interesting part of it for me is forcing this Kansas City Chief defense to communicate at home in a loud environment. Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Lions, and I wanted to get R.C.'s perspective on it because – He's got a lot of Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid to him where they're trying to throw a bunch of moving pieces. And if you think Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta, their number one and number two round draft picks, kind of pieces you can move yeah. around. I think the communication of that defense, RC, without Juan Thornhill now gone, is going to be a really big story in yeah. this game. You know what's crazy is when you look at the safety position in Kansas City, there are two geniuses Playing there, Justin Reed, Brian Cook. I had them both at my camp this offseason. Brian Cook took us through about 30 minutes of the Cincinnati Bengal game in the AFC Championship, and he knew exactly where everyone was going to be. And now you add to that the fact that Ladarius Sneed is really, truly one of the best players at the nickel position in the entire AFC. I think that they are uniquely equipped to communicate, to move around, especially with Willie Gay and Bolton at the linebacker position. You're 
you're not necessarily going to be able to exploit them from a mental standpoint, okay. but it will be Jameer Gibbs' speed that you can use. Also, finding ways to get Laporte to open in the inside of the numbers by matching him up with linebackers in movement. But it's all going to start with the run game. How does Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery replace DeAndre Smith Swift and Jamal Williams? If they can do that effectively, I believe now Ben Johnson can use that to enter the play-action pass. RC, real quick, put you on the spot. In man coverage for the Chiefs, who do you like matching up against those guys individually, both Jameer Gibbs and Laporta? Who do you think are the best matchups for the Chiefs defense? I love Justin Reed on Sam Laporta. He's a guy that goes man-to-man -man with Travis Kelsey very often. And I believe that Willie Gay has some of the skill set to be matched up against a guy like Jameer Gibbs, but you also have to use safeties. You know, Marcus, for all the talk that we've had here about what does this do for the Lions offense and all that jazz, how about this Chiefs D-line that's without their unquestioned leader, that's without their stalwart right there? What do you think they do, and how does it affect their communication potentially? Yeah, I've been there before, losing DeMarcus Ware for a game. Connectivity is everything. The, the understanding and communication on rushes, how you play the run. Look, the best way to play the run on defense is to be sound, not try to go do extra. Chris Jones has an innate ability to penetrate the line of scrimmage and make TFLs, but between Nandy, the, the interior guys, Nandy and Wharton, they have to make sure that they're on the same page and just playing really generic football. And then on third down, use games. I'm sure Spags will try to dial up some pressures, but more importantly, these guys have to be connected. All right, let's pick the game, you guys. Our first pick of the season on, between the Chiefs on, and the Lions. Dan, you get to go first, okay? Who you taking in game one of the 2023 NFL season? Love the Lions. I'm taking the Chiefs. At Whoa. home, the defending champions. One, out of respect for Patrick Mahomes and the player that he is. Two, I think Noah Gray is a capable role player at that tight end spot. And then three, I've been touting his name all offseason. He's finally healthy. I think Justin Ross is a guy that in man-to-man -man situations becomes an A.J. Green difference type of player for this offense. Look, man, Kansas City, I'm taking Kansas City. They live and die by big plays and creating turnovers. And I know Detroit is going to try to come with a physical run game and allow Jared Goff to go play action. But Kansas City just seems to always come up with the plays at the end of games. I got them 24-20 in this game. Marcus, you mentioned coming up with the plays, and that's where I think you see this man, Andy Reid, is going to have an excellent game as a play caller. Without Eric Bieniemy, we're going to get oh, to see no. Reid out there. And maybe without Travis Kelsey, it seems, he's going to dial it up. He's going to have some things up his sleeve. And the curse might be on. RC, save us. Are we all picking the Chiefs here? What are we doing? There is do no curse. What kind of lion is Dan Orlowski? <laughs> Clearly, he's not the type of lion that roars. He's the one that was looking for the Wizard of Oz so he could find a heart. I don't care. It is. Listen. Listen up. 27, 26, <laughs> Detroit Lions. Brian wow. Branch on defense. CJ Gardner-Johnson wow. in the middle. They're going to find pressure on the outside. And Let's I don't go. know if they're going to win. I just didn't want the curse to strike. And every That's time I thought about it, I got more confident. Dan, I got I Dan Campbell goosebumps right now. I freaking love you guys. Don't growl. If you're going to be wrong, be loud.